Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 47 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Birchall. And I'm Chris Byrne. This is meant to be a fun podcast and we're just enthusiasts in what we discuss on the podcast, just our own personal views and we look into a couple of the items that you guys ask us to look into. We always start off with a bit of news and follow-ups and shout-outs, so where are we going to go today, Chris? Yeah, I think you put a, a message in a note there, Aaron, uh, about Cove and the um, the Five Foot Way camping park is about to reopen Yes, it's a very popular place, Cove, uh, put in right on the harbour where the boats, the, the uh, cruise boats come in. They put in about five spaces just for motorhomes about five years ago. And now there's 30 spaces and there's facilities, everything but electricity. There's fresh water, wastewater, black water. And it has been closed since December due to Ishka Wara doing some waterworks. And it reopens on the 18th of February of 2020. So you'll be able to go back down there. And it's a great place to stop over hail, rain, sleet and snow. So Cove, it's called the Five Foot Way Camper Park, is reopening this week. So great to see that. On news like that as well, Kilmac Thomas on the Greenway, the go-ahead has been given there. And I see there's a private developer, which I saw on one of our Facebook groups, who has started levelling a field and putting in a gateway and they're opening. Now, again, it'll possibly just be water with no electricity, but it's in Kilmac Thomas in County Waterford on the That's Greenway. That's the place that the coaches are talking about, Aaron. Oh, is that the one? Yes, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, two, it's two different ones, I think. So seemingly the Greenway is going to become... It is very, very popular. One of the best things I think that's happened in the southeast in a long, long time for tourism. Yeah, and I think you yeah. might have that backwards. I think the county council are doing the one in Kilmac Thomas. Okay. In town, and then it's the the private developer doing it at the back by the Colchester. I'll dig out that tweet and I'll retweet it again. Let's head into our follow-ups and shout-ups. This is where we get emails from people complimenting, giving out, although very few give out. Actually, I don't think we've had any given out. But Mick Percival has a little bit of um, a little bit of a rant on Facebook. So tell us about that, Chris. Yeah, so Mick writes, um, uh, Hi, Aaron, Chris. Just listened to your last podcast and decided to drop you a suggestion uh, you might do a feature on. It's with regards to ferry prices. I recently posted on a Facebook page, Motorhome Friendly Locations Ireland, about my quote um, from Rosslear to Sherberg with cabin in the first two weeks of June. I priced two Irish ferries in Stena, um, 756 and 734. This seems a bit excessive. A lot of comments uh, on the page, all with the same response, that it's very expensive. There was also um, suggestions from people to travel through England instead of going uh, direct. Um, they suggested drive to the channel and head that way. Um, but the ferry was 450 tonnel, something around 200, taking into account the driving, losing three to four-ish days off your two-week holiday. Uh, it's not really worth the hassle for him. I hear some say about discounts or lack of on offer this year, uh, even 20-30% discount off seven or 800 isn't really going to sweeten the deal. Uh, anyhow, rant over, I'll be touring Ireland again this year by the looks of it. So I think basically what Mick was saying is there seems to be, um, that there doesn't seem to be many offers or, or discount codes being released by the ferry operators this year. I wonder, is that just a sign that they're, they're, they're the booking is going well for them. I think if the booking is going well, why offer 
any of the discounts. I know there is a difference if you travel the same route in February, March, and then book the same route again for May, June, well, June, July, August. It could be twice the price. For example, I commented on that uh, when, when Mick, I was chatting to Mick on Facebook about it, and I said, myself, Deirdre and Charlie are heading to France and Holland uh, for 2020, summer of 2020. Before Christmas, we were quoted 1700 Now, bear in mind, we're towing the fiat behind us. But I booked it after Christmas, which was Cork to Roscoff for 1400 But then the Cork sailings changed to Ross Lair, and we got a €70 Euro discount for the inconvenience. Now, Mick thought 1350 was very expensive. I didn't, because we're sailing on the 22nd of June. Now, another person commented, wow, Aaron, you got a great deal. So... I don't know. I think we got a good deal at 1350 quid for a camper towing a car in June and returning in July with a dog-friendly cabin. Now, that's with Brittany Ferries sailing Rosslair to Roscoff. I think we went to France in 2012 and we paid 470 return. But again, we booked it in January and sailed in June. So 756, 734. You know, they've got to make money, Chris. Yeah, I think it all comes down to the time of year. Obviously, their busy period, they can get away with charging a little bit more, um, which is understandable. It, it, it's a business they're running. Um, I think the earlier you go, the, the cheaper it's going to be. If you hit it in mid-August or mid-July, you can yeah, expect yeah. to pay for that, you know. Now, we did through the tunnel. We did Dublin to Hollyhead, drove through England, and then took the tunnel. And the only reason we did it is I won't put Charlie into a kennel or a cage on a boat. Hence, we're sailing with the dog-friendly cabin. So Dublin to the UK, you can leave him in the in the camper van and it's only just short of two hours. We drove through the UK. Yes, that was a good day's driving. And then we got the tunnel 45 minutes, less than an hour, and we were all in the camper. And then we were in France and we had no plans. So it's not as if we had two or three days of driving in France. So I, it was a lot of driving to get to France. I don't think we saved a lot of money, but it was purely I didn't want Charlie in a kennel on the boats. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking on that um, chat on the motorhome friendly locations earlier, and some people are suggestion, suggesting, should I say, if you register on their web pages, you know, when you get the emails, they actually email you out discount codes and that, like so. It's, it's no harm being on that um, email list, uh, you know, possibly for next year. It might be too late this year, but um, yeah, I suppose if you're, if you're not in, you might not get those. Um, yeah. Those, those codes, those precious codes. If anybody out there has a code, you want to tell us how you got it. Is it worth it? Is it not worth it? We'll give you the contact details and we'll uh, no doubt be coming back to this topic on future podcasts. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to try and see if I can get a, an interview with some of the ferry operators as well. You know, just, I suppose, to get an idea of the tips and tricks from them on, you know, how to book, when's the best time to book, what's the best time of year to get the discounts, tips for people boarding and onboarding and just I suppose uh, have a, a general chat I think it would be good for for new motorhomers new campers mm. and you know uh, seasoned ones as well might be missing little tricks that we didn't know about you know and of course if you are going on holidays if you're hitting mainland Europe please do let us know how you got on if you had any problems or if it all went smooth sailing so to speak uh, again we give the contact details so let's take a look at campsites. I was looking back on campsite review over the weekend, seeing that uh, I had cabin fever and we were kind of housebound because of the storms that are hitting the nation. So I was tidying up some files and backing up some files on campsiteview.com. 
and I came across two very different posts on the one campsite. So I thought I'd share these different thoughts, what people think of the same campsite. I wasn't going to name the campsite, but it's not a brutal review. And to be honest, if you do have a bad review, we want to read them out as well. So this one, these two comments, I just want you to especially pay attention to the last line of each comment. It's about Loch Ree in Ballycurran, and I think that's in County Mead. I'm not too sure. But comment number one went like this. We stayed here in Loch Ree, August. Two adults, two children. Not what I was expecting. No playground for the kids. The camper's kitchen was a shambles. The fridge was mouldy and couldn't be used. There's a small grill in the corner between the table and fridge, which was filthy. The games room, okay for older kids with a pool table and a dartboard. There are boats on the lock, but they're privately owned. So overall, there's nothing to do. It's very noisy at night. A lot of cars coming and going. And then in bold capitals, they say, I wouldn't recommend it at all. Same campsite, comment number two. I'm just home from our first trip to, trip to the Midlands. We stayed in Lockery East campsite in Ballycurran. Even with the weather, the storms, we had a fantastic time. Our tent held up brilliantly in the lightning and the rain without any leaks, thank God. It's beautiful there on the lake. We pitched up next to a brook under the trees and had visiting ducks and swans daily. A quiet and spotless and well-kept sight. Uh, the owner gave us a fabulous warm welcome and let us pick our own pitch. We wanted electricity, so he organised an extra long cable for us so we could have the pitch up that we wanted in the picturesque spot by the brook. So helpful. We hired a boat and we took it out on the amazing Lockery for the day. The kitchen is very basic. It has a fridge, a microwave and a kettle and plenty of hot water always. The showers, one euro for seven minutes. There's a pool table in the room. There's uh, swings for the kids. Five minutes from at loan, plenty of shops, etc, etc, etc. Final line, would highly recommend this spot and we will return. A nice spot for quiet camping nature lovers. So it's just shown, Chris, that two people, two adults, two children, same setup, same campsite, totally different reviews. It's funny, isn't it? People can have different experiences. I suppose it all comes down to, to weather, to I suppose how busy a place is, or how quiet, depending what you're into, mm -hmm. and uh, and I, I suppose how clean the kitchen is on the day that yeah. you're there. Yeah, both were August, but they were a year apart. In fairness, so maybe it had changed hands, and it had, I don't know. I just when I came across the two of them, but this is why we say at the start of this podcast and I say on Charlie and me our camping vlog on regular occasions these are only our opinions so those people have two totally different opinions on the exact same campsite so just bear that in mind folks don't go writing to us or emailing us if we say something that you don't agree with or do but just don't go taking it out on us it's just <laughs> our opinions and the opinions of others as we read them to you but we do want your opinions and we give you the contact details at the end of the podcast yeah and i've been on plenty of sites Aaron. you know maybe the first time we've been there we had great experience the second time not so good but i'd yeah. always kind of go back uh, and give 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 a plenty of chances as well you know so um i suppose don't judge it by one visit maybe pay a, a, a couple of visits and obviously if you go there two three times and it's the same bad experience well you're not it's, going to go yeah. back and likewise the same good experience you're going to keep going back that's why i like to do a revisit with charlie and me our camping vlog on youtube because i've gone to a few places 
again, where I have never, you know, where I've gone before we started doing the podcasts or before we started doing the videos. So I said, well, look, let's revisit. And in one or two occasions, I have been pleasantly surprised. In fact, I don't think there's been any occasion where I've kind of said, well, do you know what? I said it before and I'll say it again. So, yeah, give a place a second chance, unless, of course, your first time there was an absolute disaster. Maybe different time of the year, you'll get a different reaction. But there's two reactions from two different years, but the same family set up, the same dynamic and the same time of the year and yet totally different. Yeah, absolutely. And just in case anybody's going to go up to County Mead looking for Lockery, yes. I suggest you probably head closer to um, Athlone, um, County Westmead. You might find it a bit easier there. Mead, Westmead, <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> yeah, it, just from what they're saying, it, it seems very close to Athlone. So good central yes. location. Um, definitely somewhere I, I'd like to go and check out as well. I, I love all that area. We just wanted to bring that to you. And please do log on to campsitereview.com and we, we would love your reviews on campsites or camping products or anything like that. Just It's very simple to use and it's free. Yeah, and like I suppose, as I said before, it's impossible for us to get to every campsite in Ireland further afield. So, um, you know, without your own inputs and without you guys putting up the reviews for us on um, campsitereview.com, we would have a quite a, a boring podcast. So, um, you know, whether you want to review campsites in Ireland or France or England or anywhere at all, we, we'd love to hear about them and share those with the listeners. Right, let's take a look at products. You're great at digging up stuff like this. Now we're on to televisions. Yeah, I, I know we've done a couple of, um, we've had a couple of chats about getting your TV working and aerials and that, but the TVs themselves, I saw a couple of chats on the different um, Facebook pages and forums uh, about different TVs and one particular group had been suggesting the AVTEX TVs, they seem to be kind of at the, the pricier end of the market. They also do sound bars and digital antennas. But um, the reviews I've seen about all those products uh, seem to be very, very good. You know, although it might be a, a bit expense, a bit more expensive than, than what some people would pay. You know, if you're looking for, I suppose, quality, uh, they're probably a good ones to go for. I must say uh, here that I don't have uh, an AVTEX or the, the next one, which I'm going to go to, which is Cello, C-E-L-L-O. This seems to be a kind of cheaper option if somebody wanted, um, you know, uh, a cheaper TV for the motorhome. And I mean cheaper in price. I don't know uh, about the quality, but um, there's a good selection there. You can get the Cello TVs on celloelectronics.com. And you can also look at the AVTEX at avtex.co.uk. Um, the seller ones look really good and they seem to have um, a number of Android TVs. So they've got the Android TVs built in. So you won't need your um, Amazon it's stick or you won't or need a... your Apple TV or, mm -hmm. you know, your Roku stick or one of those to, to get you the channels. It's, it's all built in as long as you have a, a hotspot or internet connection on the campsite. Um, I know you have a, a blue diamond television in your camper, Aaron. You find that pretty good, don't you? Yeah, when we bought the camper, it came with the AVTEX TV, but it didn't have HDMI. It had loads of USBs and would take cards and everybody didn't have HDMI. And when I got the Amazon stick, it was HDMI. So uh, a buddy of mine was selling a Blue Diamond TV that they had still in the box, TV, DVD, and it had two HDMIs, but no USB, which I didn't mind. So, yeah, I like the Blue Diamond. I have to be honest. Uh, it's a, a TV, DVD. 
I only use it for Netflix. Before I got to Netflix, I was a bugger for bringing five or ten DVDs with me. Usually Fast and Furious type things that Deirdre had no interest in. So she spent a lot of time sitting out in the cold while I was watching DVDs. But Blue Diamond are a good brand. Oh, as I say, I didn't. I, I bought it secondhand, but well, brand new secondhand. I didn't go out looking for it. It just happened to have the HDMI plug that I needed for to use the Amazon stick. Yes, yeah, and I looked up the webpage bluediamond.ie. They didn't have any products up there at the time I looked, which was February 2020. But um, you know, they may just be be building up uh, to a product. Um, I, I did do some research on the Cello and the AV Techs on some of the local. Uh, forums and a motorhome crack um, a, a number of people had mentioned they had picked up the cello tvs mm-hmm. from a, a company called redfish trading oh yes um, they actually go along to a lot of um, i've they, seen they them in ardmore quite a bit they, yes. they set up in ardmore and i have seen some yeah. of those tellies have a look out for them during the year you might find them uh, i did look at their site they didn't have any up as i said at, at this time but two um good suggestion three good suggestions a, a pricier option you know, and uh, a cheaper option, depending on what you wanted to go for. I do know on our last camper van, when I wanted to get the TV uh, like that, I went and I Googled to see, you know, who does 12 volt TVs because I wanted 12 volt. And there was a company called AirTech. Now, I've met the chap quite a few times. Liam is his name. They have quite a big motor home and he, he's big into the scene. But I believe they have now stopped doing TV and satellite systems. Uh, their main job is going into hotels and fitting out hotels with Wi-Fi and TV systems. But I think because he was a camper, uh, he did this stuff as well. But I do know that AirTech have stopped um, installing motorhome or supplying and installing motorhome TVs. But um, yeah, Blue Diamond, I'm happy with it. It does the job, does exactly yeah. what it says in the tin. It's a TV, good quality. Again, I can only use the Amazon stick if the Wi-Fi is there. And so far, that Wi-Fi system that I'm using, which is on Charlie and me, has been brilliant. It hasn't let us down yet. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of our listeners are are big into fishing, and I'd often see a lot of people who are camping down in Ardmore, heading off with their rods. It's a great place for catching uh, mackerel uh, and the likes. What I'd like to know if any of the listeners um, could suggest other campsites, as well as Dixfield and Ardmore, that might be close to good fishing locations. Uh, I'm sure some of the listeners might be uh, interested to hear that. Whether it's coastal fishing or inland fishing, um, if you could pass on any suggestions to us, we're going to give you the um, contact details very shortly um, for a a future podcast. Uh, Maybe we could make a couple of recommendations of campsites near fishing. Good fishing yeah, I remember we stayed in, and I'm going to say it was Loch Arrow, and I'm nearly sure it was, but it was big for fishing, but I'm nearly sure it was it was adult only. I'm going to have to check into that, but I do know it was a great place for fishing and for cycling and walking, but definitely it was, um, it was Riverstown in Sligo. And uh, it was a great place. So, yeah, if you come across places, we are going to give you contact details and we'd love to do a, a podcast on that. And indeed, if you have any suggestions for podcasts, this is how you get in touch with us. Yeah, you can reach out to us directly by email. Our email address is campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. You can catch us on Twitter. We're at The Camping Crew. You can also reach out to us on Facebook. Um, we're in lots of the really good Facebook groups there. And you can uh, reach out to us on the um, Motorhome Crack Forum 
uh, on the Motor Home Crack webpage there as well. So we're, we're there um, and on boards.ie as well. We get a lot of um, suggestions from listeners on boards.ie as well. So I do want to um, make sure to mention those as well. So look, if you want us, you can track us down. As usual, we always ask for your ideas, your campsites, any products you want us to to read about um, anything you'd like us to discuss on the podcast. As I said earlier, you know, your suggestions help us make um, the, the show full of good content, hopefully. And on that, we'll try and get in touch with some of the sailing companies and see if we can get an interview to come back to the prices. And as we say, any information we can get you on sailing. Charlie and me are camping vlog on YouTube. It's video footage of campsites and stopovers. We put one up every Friday when we can, especially now with the season kicking off again at St. Patrick's weekend. So just search for Charlie and me are camping vlog on YouTube. And then, of course, we have, as we mentioned earlier on, campsitereview.com. It's a free forum and little bits of tidbits of information there, but it's free to join and always will be. And can we remind you as well, we still have some of the Camping Crew podcast stickers and Charlie and me bumper stickers and windscreen stickers. And again, if you just use any of the modes of communication, give us your full name and address and we'll get them in the post to you as soon as we possibly can. Yeah, that's great. And if you're listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, if you get the opportunity, we'd love you to leave us uh, a five star review. If you are enjoying the podcast, it helps us get the uh, the podcast out to more and more listeners. Um, so that's it. It I think Aaron is it. But that has been episode forty seven of the Camping Crew podcast with me, Aaron. So stay safe if you're out camping in this bad weather. And for me, Chris Byrne, goodbye. And don't forget to subscribe and tell your camping friends all about us. Well, that's it for another podcast from The Camping Crew. Thanks for listening and do join us again very soon. Safe camping. Oh,